it's Erica. And it's me. A tall mm. glass of wine. Mmm. Tall drink of wine. <laughs> <laughs> You're I wonder welcome. who started the tall, dark, and handsome. Mm, I don't who know. Who said that? I want to know who said they're like a tall, drink Who are drink they talking about? Yeah. Tall, dark, things. and handsome. Who I feel like that phrase is old, tall, dark, but handsome. nobody was really that tall a long time ago. Maybe that's why it was such a big deal. Mm. Tall, dark, and handsome. It's probably Who's just about a vampire. Tall, dark, and... Yeah. Who is tall, dark, and handsome? What's tall? I guess I need to start with that question. <laughs> what is tall? What is what is tall? <laughs> but a flower petal mm. on the sands. What? <laughs> I feel like that makes more sense as time. Not so much tall. Mm. <laughs> or does it? Mm. All questions that need answering. Who is the most tall, dark, and handsome? Mm. I almost repeated my thoughts, and I was like, but wait, who's tall? (laughs) (laughs) Idris Elba is tall. Yeah, that's true. He's very handsome. He counts for sure. I don't know. I like to think that Oded Fair is tall, so Mm. he counts as well. (laughs) he's my number one I can't help it (laughs) how tall is Billy Billy excuse me Bob Thornton gross (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Zane's Mm. I don't know he's a hard one to guess height he's gotta be like five he's probably like 5'11 or something or he's like 5'5 and we've all been thrown off what does he look like when he's standing next Billy. to Ben Stiller? He's taller than him. Let's he's see. probably five ten, huh? Uh, how, do, how does one find this information? <laughs> people are running around measuring people and running off real quick. Let's see. Let's Google how tall is Billy's. Oh, he's six feet tall. I consider Ooh, that tall. Tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> Yahtzee. I mean, success is, I guess, huh? All right. Brad Pitt's tall, but he's not dark. No. But he is handsome. He's not (laughs) counting that. He does not count. He's not. What a bummer. Sorry. (laughs) Not. Oh, right. Sorry, letter. Dears Bradsworth, we regret to inform you <laughs> that you are only two of the three criteria to be successfully tall, dark, and handsome. And are henceforth disqualified. <laughs> Good day, sir. Better luck next year. <laughs> Better luck. The Academy of Sciences for Tall, Dark, and Handsome. <laughs> Bad number 5566. <laughs> Section C834. <laughs> For questions and comments, please call. <laughs> this is a weird email. I was going to say, contact Hex Files podcast yeah. for further questions. 
<laughs> no, contact me. I want my cell phone on there. Mm. Bradsworth. Bradsworth. <laughs> <laughs> if you turn the lights down low enough, everyone's still dark and handsome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, this is not what we were planning on talking about today. How did this happen? Because I opened my mouth. Mm. (laughs) We started really talking about the side part disappearing or being uncool. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. No, I'm never getting rid of mine. Like I told you, if I get rid of mine. You can't get rid of it. That's how your hair is. Well, like I said, I have a widow's peak. So, again, I'll look like Willard and that will be horrible. (laughs) And... Nobody wants that. Do you know when you first said you'll look like Willard, I <laughs> incorrectly thought of Wilfred, the dog from Comedy Central, where the guy plays a dog in the dog suit with Elijah Wood. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so random. I was like, I heard, Wilfred. I heard Wilfred. <laughs> no. Like, why will you look like the imaginary man dog? Oh, I was more thinking like Crispin Glover with his gross Yeah, and then I was like, oh, part. right, we mean. <laughs> Not Wilfred. <laughs> not Baby. that guy. Wilfred. Not hmm. Tom Target Handsome. Hmm. <sighs> Elijah Wood, not Tom Target. <laughs> <laughs> I when the lights turned off. <laughs> His letters got a little more. <laughs> it, needs to... <laughs> it needs to be nicer. It can't be as forward as Bradsworth. Oh. It's got to be a little nicer. Wow. Here's Elijah. <laughs> Although you have received many accolades for your acting. <laughs> and we do truly appreciate Lord of the Rings and your performance your work is in Sin City. <laughs> cannot be compared. <laughs> oh my God. You simply cannot be qualified. <laughs> oh, best wishes. Warm regards. <laughs> Don't feel so bad for yourself, and so on and so forth. <laughs> to someone, you are tall. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I was just thinking the handsome part, but because I'm a short person, you're a short person. We're short. <laughs> well, but is he tall to us? I don't know. I don't know how tall he is. Probably not. <laughs> Let's see. Elijah Wood is How going to be five. Is... Oh, he's 5'3". Taller. 5'5"? Five, five? A little bit taller. <gasps> Ooh, good for you. Good for you, Elijah. He's 5'6". 5'6". <laughs> hmm. Well, he's got to be taller than Harry Potter then. Radcliffe's shorter. He's 5'3". He's got to be. 5'5". Five, five. Oh, people are lying on this. People are lying. <laughs> Why? I'm 5'5". Five five. He's... He's bait people off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He pays people that are shorter than him to stand near him so that he can yeah. get taller. He's paying his cobbler. Uh, <laughs> cobbler. <laughs> big bucks. Can we talk about our fucking news today? <laughs> I bet he's got one. I feel like if I had that, if I had Harry Potter kind of money, I would also have a cobbler. (laughs) 
what's the first thing you're going to do with your first million? Well, I'm going to get a cobbler, obviously. (laughs) Cobbler that is on retainer. (laughs) Traveling cobbler. (laughs) Oh, my God. That person could write a memoir, and I would read it. (laughs) Shoe styles of the rich and famous. god bobby and i were talking about rue our cat rue because she's actually really brave for how little she is she's so cute but she we always joke that she's scared of everything but in reality she's actually one of she's always been the bravest cat we have which is hilarious because she's only five pounds and um (laughs) she was walking around the living room and we were joking in her voice like that she was like scared but she was gonna come in there anyway no and we jokingly, I said her her book, if she wrote one about her life, would be entitled, It's Scary to be Brave. <laughs> That's really cute. I know, isn't it? <laughs> Bobby was like, oh my god, that's really good. I was like, right? It's scary to be brave. <laughs> wow. That's very insightful, Erica. Right? Right on the fly, just like that. Your memoir, Accidentally Insightful by Erica. <laughs> It's all dark and handsome. My journey to... (laughs) (laughs) Punkies would just be, oh my goodness. Obviously. (laughs) It'd be, oh my goodness. Da, da, da. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right, my news. Okay. Okay. So a family mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. say that their lives have been torn asunder. I love that word. It's not a good one. By a mysterious invisible force that keeps pelting their home with stones. Gross. That's mm. a Bigfoot thing usually. Well, is Bigfoot Bigfoot's in Zimbabwe? Like the... I don't know. Maybe. Is there a version of Bigfoot that lives in Africa? I don't know. I feel like I need to know more about this. Hmm. Okay. But I know that, like, people would be like, oh, it's just a gorilla or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Interesting. They say that according to a local media report, the bizarre case is unfolding in the town of Gwanda, where Portia Zhao's residence has become the target of an unseen menace. Quote, it has been happening for a while now. Stones are thrown on the roof, she lamented. At first we thought it was thieves or someone making fun of us until now when the stones have become so rampant that we even get these attacks during the day. The Zhao family has turned to their neighbors in the hopes that they could figure out who or what has been behind the harassment, but a search of the area from which the stones seem to be emanating failed to produce the perpetrator. Meanwhile... The rain of rocks has continued unabated, raising concerns in the community, especially since those who helped the Zhao's also became targets of the mystery tormentor. Conceding that they initially thought the situation was a joke, one resident became convinced when a huge pebble missed my leg. Since the source of the stone throwing could not be found, and it seemingly only increased its barrage despite being the target of a fairly serious search, many people have in the community have begun to speculate that the matter could be supernatural in nature. We just saw the stones being thrown, but we didn't see the person throwing them, marveled one be- bewildered individual who declared Gross. that 
These are goblins, I tell you. While skeptical observers might yeah. scoff at the suggestion, goblins are frequently suspected of causing all manner of mischief in the town ta- in Zimbabwe, where a dwarf-like entity known as the oh here we go I'm not sure pronounce this, uh, Tikoloshe strikes fear in the hearts of people who believe they've run afoul of it. In the past year alone, the creatures have been blamed for a series of deaths at a cursed bridge and were credited with terrifying a pair of police officers. However, the troubles faced by the Zao family have not may have not necessarily been the work of the Tikoloshe as the stone-throwing sounds eerily similar to several poltergeist cases from the past, including incidents in India, Bhutan, Romania, and even a different village in Zimbabwe back in 2017. And so, until the source of rocks have been that have been pelting the home in Gwanda can be unmasked, a goblin, a poltergeist, and a cruel prankster all remain viable subjects. Suspects. Excuse me. I learned. I know how to speak. I don't like it. I don't like this either. I don't like that it's progressed in daytime. I was just looking at my phone to remember what it reminded me of. It reminds me of the um, Cernsey House Ghost. Mm-hmm. With the, like, pebbles and the rocks and the bricks being thrown. It, it's... Yeah. I was like, what is... what? Who did this? And that was the poltergeist. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that, um... So this episode that we're recording is coming out next week. Because mm-hmm. the episode that we recorded a long-ass time ago with our friend Jordan is coming out, well, tomorrow, but... Last week. Last week. For you. Um, <laughs> and... We thought that episode was going to be a regular full episode. And so we like spun the wheel. We did the normal intro and everything. Well, when we spun the wheel, Cernsey House Ghost was what we Oh, picked. shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I liked that. Me too. Case, story. I don't know what Thing, you want to call it. Something. That was so weird. Mm-hmm. This was like the, they claim it's like the most documented mm-hmm. poltergeist ghost activity Error. on record yep. like it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. it reminds me of that though a little bit yep Ugh. creepy poltergeist creepy. stuff i would much rather encounter a ghost than a poltergeist because that's like more they're that feels more embedded like they're they not can going to fight away. you yeah they're in not, my head at least to me they're seems. not going away they're like like a ghost i feel is like i don't know i guess i feel like they're not gonna they're just gonna kind of like not bother you very much Unless you interact with them, and they're, they can mm-hmm. just kind of go away, or like you can rid your house or your space more easily of a ghost than you can a poltergeist. Like I feel like a poltergeist is really just attached. Yes. Yeah. They it's seem gross. Uh, stronger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you want to tell me your story? Yeah. Let's see how well I do. Okay. It'll be up for debate. <laughs> cool. Um. I mean, I guess I can read from it. Read it, read it. It's Tell a me little sorry. lengthy. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But um, I guess I can paraphrase here and there. But um, I was reading on, this is a, this one I'm using is from Mysterious Universe. And I saw it on Coast to Coast um, News, and it sounded interesting, and I'd never heard of this girl before. Her name is Hannah Up with two peas and um her story is so sad and crazy and weird um had you heard of her i had not 
Okay, yeah, I had Which is crazy, either. considering how bananas her story is. Because I briefly saw Right, and the it's article technically and ongoing. Like, yeah. Which is, it's like, I don't know anything about this. Um, so, it starts in 2008. Um, she was, like, a regular human being. She was a school teacher at the Thurgood Marshall Academy. It was a public school in Harlem. Um, she had never had any family problems, nothing weird, no behavioral disorders, like, just, like, a Your normal, average, normal, happy life sure. um, person. Um, she wasn't an alcoholic, no drugs, um, she, like, anything that you might, like, initially blame for her behavior, she didn't partake in. Got it. Like, those things. Mm-hmm. Um, she was described as intelligent, friendly, very outgoing, um, social... And, like, had friends, no known enemies, and it was super weird that she one day left her apartment in Manhattan, New York, um, in August in 2008. She went to go do her usual jog, and she did not come back. Not normal for her. Um, When the next day came, there was no sign of her, so her friends, I'm assuming probably, like, roommate, um, whatever, Mm -hmm. contacted the police. And they went to her apartment, and her apartment was totally in the condition that was normal for her apartment. So, like, like she was clearly was coming disheveled. back. Like, no one robbed her house. Yeah. No, everything was, like, neat and orderly, and it was just how it should be. Um, what also was interesting is her purse, wallet, cash, passport, her metro card, cell phone, everything that everybody would keep with them. It was all there. Ugh. So that's weird, right? If you're... If you're in New York, you have your Metro card always. Right. And if you're planning on disappearing, you're going to take at least your cash, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, So she planned on not being gone long is what they assumed, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And no one had any clue what was going on or where was she and what the hell. So as days went by with no further sign of Hannah, police started to think, like, maybe she was murdered or kidnapped. What's going on? So they launched an investigation. Um, that's when things got super duper weird. They did not expect things to go this way, I can tell you that. (laughs) Um, nine days after she disappeared, somebody was shopping at the Apple Store in downtown Manhattan, and they saw someone who looked real similar to her. Mm. And they were like, why do I know this girl's face? And they were like, oh my god, this is the girl whose face is on flyers freaking everywhere around here. This is Hannah. This is Hannah Up. And they knew it for a fact. Sure. So, so much so that they approached her and were like, hey, like, are you Hannah? (laughs) Are you okay? Sure. What's going on? And when they said all these things to her, she just kind of, Hannah, she just looked up at them and was like, what? No. Uh," And just walked away. Oh. She's like in a weird, basically how they described her. She's like in a trance, like a, like a fog, like Mm -hmm. Like, she's responding, but, like, she's not... Understanding? Yeah, it's like, it, it's just, she's kind of on autopilot. Okay. Um. So, after that sighting, she was seen a ton more over Manhattan and um, <laughs> so Soho. Kind of just, like, they described it as a ghost that's, like, just haunting all these different locations and people are seeing her. Like, she's at, like, Starbucks. She's at stores. She's at a local sports club. Was she, like, um, buying stuff or was she just kind of there? I don't, I don't because know she had she no money, was. I, I think she, 
I think she might have been. I'm I'm not sure. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, and everybody said the same thing about her. Like she seemed like she was dazed. Um, Weird. Not it's, coherent. But it's like an Elisa still Lamb there. thing. Kind of, yeah. Um, but she was calm though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. just kind of floating around, just like kind of existing, but not participating. Okay. Um, and she never stayed in one place long enough for people to have called the police and have them arrive. So they're always just a few moments behind her. Oh, being that's in gotta the place be infuriating. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, the investigation was going nowhere. So they don't have any leads. They just know she's being seen around everywhere, and that's about it. Then, in September 2008, a full three weeks after Hannah was missing and left Mm -hmm. her apartment, they made a really scary, strange, unusual discovery in South Manhattan. On September 16th, two men were working at a ferry dock on the river near the Statue of Liberty, and they noticed something really odd that was bobbing up and down in the water. Oh, no, no. They soon were like, holy shit, this is a person in the water. So they went down there, they got a rescue boat, and they thought they were going to find a dead body because she was face down in the water, okay? Oh my god. When they pulled her out and turned her over, they were shocked to see she's still alive. They're like, this girl is floating face down. She's doing the dead man's float. Long enough, to the point where they went and got a boat and like, what? She's alive. What's even more strange is that it was Hannah. So they rushed her to the hospital. Uh, She had mild hypothermia, dehydrated, very sunburned, but that was about it. And as soon as she was coherent enough to talk to them, she explained some things that were even weirder. When they talked to her, um, and police were like, "Uh, you've been gone for three weeks plus. (sighs) She was like so surprised she had no idea oh no she couldn't even fathom how they were telling her you've been missing for three weeks she's like no i haven't what What?" yeah she claimed that the last thing she remembered doing was going on that morning jog and that she had no memory after that all the time was missing no recollection didn't remember going to starbucks didn't remember going to the i know the mall in manhattan where people saw her she thought that they were lying to her um, and they were joking around. Um, she said it seemed to her like 10 minutes had passed and she would tell later the New York Times, quote, I went from going for a run to being in the ambulance. That's what she remembers from when they pulled her out of the water. Oh my um, God. That night, Hannah allegedly talked in her sleep and said something about being in a lighthouse. Um, the night, I believe, that she, uh, before this happened, I think is what it, Okay. Is referring to. But she said that um, in her sleep she was talking about being in a lighthouse, but the next morning when her mother asked her about it, she couldn't remember saying it at all. So I don't know if it's the night before or after. But Weird. she's talking in her sleep about things, too, which is kind of creepy. It's a lighthouse. I don't know why. I feel like lighthouses are in horror movies a lot, so maybe well, that's why it's creepy. You're thinking of the fog. Probably. Or maybe now I'm thinking of, uh, what's it? The lighthouse? Well, yeah. <laughs> Not good. I had so many revelations. Yeah, I still haven't convinced myself to watch it yet. I'm like, oh. I got it. We should watch it together. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> that seems right up our alley. Neither of our yeah, husbands would appreciate mermaid this. And masturbates a lot in it. Yeah, well, I'll watch it later Great. On. Great. Yeah, Sean would be like, no. <laughs> Do not want. Monkey can watch it with us. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh. 
He would watch it. He would. He's probably in it. <laughs> uh, so after a ton of questioning, tons of neurological tests, nothing came up strange. She was fine. Oh, uh, the best that uh, police and doctors could come up with was that she was suffering from something called dis- disassociative fugue. So... What's really annoying is they call this Jason Bourne syndrome. I don't know why something so modern could be the name for something like this, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's super duper 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 rare, and they barely understand this condition, which is really scary for somebody who is suffering from it. Yeah. But what they do know is that the person loses awareness of their identity or other important autobiographical info for a duration of time. Although they still maintain the ability to function and survive, often going off on unplanned trips or creating new identities during this episode. The victim will usually sort of, quote, wake up in an unfamiliar place and have no memory of the time they were in the fugue state. That's so scary. Yes. Which can be disorienting since it can last for hours, days, weeks, or even longer. Who knows? However, the strange thing in Hannah's case was that the condition is typically caused by something very traumatic. Some really horrible, horrible yeah. traumatic event in their life that can kind of like do that whole, like your your protection. personality fractures and you are protecting yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Hannah didn't have anything like that. She loved her family. She had a good life. She was happy. It. This isn't like the standard mo for this condition. Sure. Um. They even hypnotized her to see if there was some trauma in her past that she had repressed. Nothing. Nothing weird. Oh, my God. Which is really crazy to me. Like, you'd almost, in a way, if you were her, like, hope Hope that you could find, yeah. Because then you can, like, begin to reconcile it, but Mm -hmm. nothing. Um, So that's all they could come up with is, well, you have this. It's strange you don't have trauma that caused it, but okay. So she went back to her regular day life. Um, she was teaching again. She moved to Maryland to kind of have a fresh start since Poor thing. you know she's been now featured in New York Times and kind of just wants a new location, right? <laughs> Everything was cool. Nothing happened until September of 2013. It's a September again. Interesting. Mm. Five years after she had this first episode, I guess you want to call it, and she disappeared again. It began with Hannah's mom being called by police to inform her that Hannah's wallet phone had been found eerily lying in the middle of a wooded footpath in Kensington, but there was no sign of her. This time she was missing for two days, eventually making her way back home on her home on her own. Sorry, after waking and lying in a shallow creek with an empty shopping cart next to her. Uh, uh, what? Like, why did she get a shopping cart? Why was that there? Why? What? Also, um, they talk about this too, but um, each time she wakes up, she's in or near water, which is really weird. Uh, so she's near the creek in this instance. Uh-huh. Once again, she had no memory of where she had been, what she had done during this missing time. Um, but yeah, each time it's water and it's unclear if that's like a connection, like why she finds water and she wakes up in water. Is that a uh-huh. thing? Um, so, yeah, and each one happened in September. And yeah, that's this next weird. one does also. Another one? She had another one? Yeah, and it oh. happens in September, and it involves water. A year after the second incident, Hannah made the bold move of moving to St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. 
Um, again, finding a job as a teacher. I wonder if she did that because she's like, I can't wander too far. Maybe. Um, Bobby had heard of this story, actually, when I was telling him I was going to talk about it. And he was saying what he had heard was some people think that she moved here because she felt guilt for having her family always worrying about her. Mm. So she wanted to create so much distance, distance between them that they wouldn't know if she had gone missing again. Oh my god, this poor lady. Which is really sad. That's like I told really Bobby, sweet like, really I would put sad. like five tracking chips in me. Like, you mm-hmm. need to find me immediately. <laughs> if I'm not responding within three hours, I activate the chip. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Um, so things were normal for a while while she was there. She survived two hurricanes while Jesus. on the island. Talk about trauma. Right? Um, and she expressed to friends and family that she wanted to stay there. She was happy. Until September 17th, 2017, Hannah casually told her uh, roommates she was going to work, did not come back. When she didn't return uh, the next day, um, and it turned out she had never arrived at work either, her friends were looking for her. They found her clothes oh, neatly no. folded, which is kind of creepy that it, they're neatly folded. Yeah. On a beach. Oh, no. Um, and her car keys were nearby. Her car was found in the parking lot with her purse, wallet, passport, cell phone inside. Uh, why did she remove her clothes? Like, was she naked? Was, what was she wearing? Like, this yeah. is weird. Had she gone swimming, snorkeling? No one knew. They got a search party that included boats, helicopters, all of it. No sign of her. They couldn't find her. They checked homeless shelters, um, morgues, hospitals, nothing. They looked the whole island over. Because um, the island compared, you know, you're searching New York. That, mm-hmm. like, like an island, like you're saying, like at least it's, there's boundaries. Contained, you can't yeah. go outside of the island. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing turned up, though. Um, she vanished, and it's happening again um however if this was another fugue uh like state episode it's one that has not stopped for her she's still not been found so like with her first disappearance there have been several sightings of hannah uh on the island um including a report where she had been seen panhandling at the marina and another sighting of her lurking around a homeless shelter um, but in every case where somebody has reported her on the island, she's always in that kind of zombie trance. Um, and Hannah's story has been made into a documentary. I guess it's called Vanished in Paradise. Um, her friends and family are still searching for her. They're constantly putting up, um, flyers, which is really sad, um, because they, not that they're putting up flyers, but the parents were saying the flyer, everyone on the island knows pretty much that Hannah is missing at this point. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the flyers are for Hannah. So she's walking around and sees and her, she sees face. her face. They're hoping she gets some kind of like moment where it's like, why is, is that me? And then it maybe jars What's her, her memory. Name again? Get... I want to look her face up. Hannah up and up is with two P's. Um, she's really cute. She's just like, just cute girl. Um, it's really sad. Uh, the family. Oh my is, god, I remember her face. <gasps> really, the fa- the family is quoted as saying, oh. "We've done all the physical searching that we think we can do, other than having her posters put up everywhere, and they think oh. that's going to be the only way that if she sees them, it'll pop her out of her fugue state." Um, yeah, wow. and it's been like 
three years about now. Isn't that wow, wild? Wow, wow. It's really interesting. But more than that, it's really scary and really sad because she's still out there. I just don't mm. understand. I don't know. Well, I'm definitely going to attach a picture of her at least to the thing. You know what just came to mind? Oh, man. Why can't they get, um, there's crazy, crazy good, uh... Face recognition shit? Not even that. I'm thinking, why don't they get, um... Um, why am I blanking on the name of it? But dogs that can basically just smell her out. They might have. Like, they would find her. They might have on the island and maybe it just, like, ended with her clothing. But she's still walking around. They can track her. Well, that's if she didn't walk into the ocean. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping it wasn't something like like, that. The people are seeing her, For some reason, her being on the island and going missing on the island reminds me of, um... What the hell is that poor girl's name? The girl that went missing on Aruba like a million years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Natalie. For her, um, for her uh, high school. Yep. Graduation. Mm-hmm. Natalie. She got in the car with those two guys. Yeah. Her yeah. mom. Her mom's well, interviews are so heart-wrenching. The thing is, I think it was on, it was on Aruba, right? Mm-hmm. It was. The shape of Aruba's island is like with the currents is that what you're gonna talk well, about no the island is like too. this weird i gotta look it up because i remember seeing a long long I was like searching way back in the memory banks i thought i remember seeing that like the island looks like this weird like volcano underwater like a really long skinny volcano like this and then the island is almost like this like flat plateau on top and so they were saying mm-hmm. that there's, like, the possibility, like, I mean, it would be in really far, but, like, you could get stuck under the island. Oh, wow. Like, I remember them saying something about that. I remember it was, like, it's, like, this really so weird sad. geologic feature about it. There's, like, parts that you can get stuck under the island. That's and I was scary. Like, oh. I remember them saying, too, like, the currents are just crazy there, and, mm-hmm. like, there's a ton of animals that, like... Muchas sharks, tiger sharks. Morbid, but it's like yeah. there's tons of animals that just eat whatever's in the water. Mm-hmm. Or fish, I guess, the animals, whatever you want to say. But like, fish. That was so sad. I remember that. I remember the video footage of like the kind of casino hotel thing they were mm-hmm. at. So scary. That's why you don't trust strangers. You just trust Never us because we're good people. in a car with anybody, uh-uh. especially if you are a girl. Ever. I don't care if you're 200 years old or. Mm-mm. Two days. <laughs> my, my friend Anna, when she was um, basically living in Brazil, she, like, never took a taxi, ever. Oh, fuck that. In Brazil? Like, yeah. No like, if way. you take a taxi you in Brazil... You can't even just walk alone in Brazil. Well, she walked, but she was like, I will never get in a taxi there because that's where oh, girls Jesus. go. Taxis, they get picked up and then they go missing forever and then they're sold into a trade that you don't want I to I mean, part of. anywhere, though. Certain areas of Brazil are, like... Literally the most dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. Yeah, when she was like, I'm going to Brazil. I'm like, are you sure you really want to go there? I don't know if that's a great idea. But you, like, don't take, like, your... You don't carry cash in Brazil. Mm-mm. You don't even freaking carry a wallet if you can help it. It is real dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brazil's so spoofy. scary. Speaking of scary... I was supposed scary. to go there with, um... Right after high school with Gracie to go back to where she's from. She's from Recife. Mm-hmm. And it's, like one of the worst of the worst in Brazil, which is also really scary. And I remember her being like, yeah, like a German tourist was on a bus there and he got killed like oh, two weeks ago. 
And I remember looking it up and being like, shit, and you where was there? He was just on the bus, and they wanted whatever cash he might mm-hmm. have in his wallet, and it was only like 20 bucks, and they stabbed him to death. Yeah, see, I just, I, mm-hmm. I don't need that. Nope. And I got really freaked out because somewhere else. Sean's boss has to go to, um, to work. Like he was, Sean's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I don't have Wilson's job. Um, because his boss keeps having to go to Juarez for like, uh, like just for manufacturing shit. And Juarez is fucking scary. Yeah. Because he has, he has to be escorted with security detail from his hotel. he has that. Well, the security detail is basically provided by the cartels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's provided by the cartels. Like Everything's you have... cartel. Police are cartel. I there. know. So I was like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Great. And Sean's like, yeah, I'm glad I don't speak Spanish very well because that makes They're me not want to. They, they don't want to send me down to Mexico because I don't speak Spanish well enough. I'm like, thank God you don't. Yeah, no. Can't they get any manufacturer? Like, well, I mean, they can get it in China, but that's way longer. Oh, get and then it they have to ship it across the ocean. Dear God, no! We're mm-hmm. trying to work with our neighbors in Mexico. Mm. But anyway, speaking of scary, I have a really horrible story. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why I'm talking about this person, oh, but I discovered it. I wonder if I end up end up knowing about them. I don't know, because I had never heard about this guy. Oh, man. You just made me... What? My, what? my brain just... Well, we what? weren't recording that long. Okay, go ahead. No, tell me. No, I want. I just remembered that I wanted to talk about the VDOC Society. Mm, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right, I want you to hear about this, though, because this is crazy. Okay. So, this is about Tarar. Mm. T-A-R-R-A-R-E. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, very far from that. Um, Short, light, ugly? (laughs) I'm going to go with scary. Oh, no. Um, This is around 1772 to 1798. Okay. He was a French showman and soldier. I want to be a showman, showwoman. I want that on my card. The reason I'm talking about him is because he was famous for his unusual appetite and eating habits. Yum. He was able to eat vast amounts of meat, and he was constantly hungry, and his parents could... tapeworm? His parents could not provide for him, and he was turned out of his family home as a teenager. And then he traveled France in the company of a band of thieves and prostitutes. Sounds like a party. Before becoming the warm-up act to a traveling charlatan. (laughs) This guy's life is, like, all kinds of good. In his act, he would swallow corks, stones, Mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. I'm going to skip that sentence. And a whole basket full of apples. What? And then he took his act to Paris, where he worked as a street performer. (gasps) Uh, So at the start of the War of the First Coalition, he joined the French Revolutionary Army where even quadrupled the the standard military ration was unable to satisfy his large appetite. He would eat any available food 
<laughs> Probably. He would eat any <laughs> available food from gutters and refu and refuse. Um, wait. Gutters eh. and refuse heaps. Yeah. Ew. So like he's eating from the dump. All mm-hmm. right. But yep. his condition still deteriorated through hunger. He was hospitalized due to exhaustion and became the subject of a series of medical experiments to test his eating capacity. Mm-hmm. I love how instead of trying to resolve this, they're just they're like, like, what else can he can eat? What can you do? <laughs> um, test his mutant power. So he, they were testing what he could eat. He ate a meal intended for 15 people in a single sitting. Ate live critters. I'm not going to describe those. but he's French. French food, when they played it, it's like just a quarter. <laughs> I, I mean, if we're talking a fancy restaurant. I don't think we're talking fancy. But anyway, he ate live critters. I'm not going to describe those. But he would swallow. He would swallow eels whole without chewing. That's. So despite. A cure for wellness. (laughs) Fuck that fucking movie. I hate that. Ah! Why are we going again about last episode's movie? That haunts me. That movie is the fucking worst. What do you guys think of that movie? We should watch that movie together. (laughs) Just scream at the television scream at it the whole I'll throw time. a bottle at it. <laughs> I need a shitty TV so I can throw a bottle at it. Okay, let's find a shitty TV. <laughs> that could be like our special TV. I had you. I had you. <laughs> so, despite Tarar's unusual diet, he was super underweight. He definitely had a tape room. He, guys... And with the exception of his eating habits, he showed no signs of mental illness other than what was described as an apathetic temperament. Yeah, tapeworm. <laughs> does the tapeworm make you apathetic? It does. When it's getting that big. Oh, well, the general of the army decided to put his abilities to military use, whatever his abilities were, and employed him as a courier for the French army with the intention that he would swallow documents, pass through enemy lines, and recover them from his stool. This is so odd that they go to, their go-to is... (laughs) You're going to eat this stuff and shit it out. (laughs) Shitting out paper, too. They got, what did they do? Put it in, like like, a little vial? I guess, because they couldn't put it in plastic. That shit did not exist. It did not. It did not. So, Tarar could not speak German, and on his first mission, he was captured by Prussian forces, severely beaten, and underwent a mock execution before being returned to French lines. I don't know why a mock execution, but okay. So now he's, like, psychologically traumatized. Yeah. Uh, so chastened by this experience, he agreed to submit to any procedure that might cure his appetite and was treated with laudanum, tobacco pills, wine vinegar, and Mm. soft boiled eggs. What in the fuck? (laughs) Obviously these procedures failed. It's the weirdest. I know. I feel so bad for people who were prescribed that. It's like, I, yeah, I know. Isn't that weird, though? I, I mean, truly, isn't that weird? Somebody, in good faith, went to someone who is supposed to help them, got that to take home, and then essentially died killed themselves death. because of it. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to me. Because, like, I, f- I would like to think if I lived in an era where those things were <laughs> constantly being given... That I would have enough sense to think, that in, and 
before I even finish that thought, that's why it's so interesting that people who were like herbalists and whatnot were mm-hmm. considered witches. When in reality, what they got going on to give out is so much better. Oh, I know. Well, because I, know? Was, I was looking this it's up. Like, I was like, what? I'm going to give you mercury up? and poison, but this woman over here who is giving you. You know, basically the precursor to things that we use in shit today. Mm -hmm. And it's probably better than the shit we use today because it's not also side pumped with dyes and chemicals and Roundup. That it's like, (laughs) you know, but that person is crazy. I was looking it up because I was like, what exactly was it made of? It is, it contains almost all of the opium alkaloids, including morphine and codeine. Yeah, they got addicted to it. Oh, big And then time. you basically, I, there's a name for what it, oh, okay. There's an, I'm pretty sure there's a name for people who became addicted mm-hmm. to that and then spiraled. I can't remember. I'll, I'll try to look it up before. I know there, I'm pretty sure there is because they, that's basically what happened. Like they took it, got addicted and straight spiraled. It's just so weird. It's so, it's very strange. It's strange how much they use mercury and... Oof. Yeah. I don't... They don't mention mercury in this, but... Um, it, it just... Though, like, it's just weird. Yeah. It's very strange to me. Um, like, bloodletting and... Oh, bloodletting. So fucking some gross. instances, maybe it could work, but not back then. It didn't... Mm-mm. Well, anyway, so they gave him these things that obviously did not work. This poor dude. And the doctors could not keep him on a controlled diet, and he would sneak out of the hospital to scavenge for offal in gutters, rubbish heaps, and outside butcher shops, and attempted to drink the blood of other patients in the hospital and eat the corpses in the hospital morgue. That's a little weird, though, because it's like, he's eating, he's basically... He's putting anything in his mouth that he thinks might... He just needs to satiate the, like... The act of eating? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Nothing. No Oh my god. I don't know if you're ready to hear this. I'm ready. I don't No, I don't think you are. Do it. After being suspected of eating a toddler, he was ejected from the hospital. Suspected? That's all they wrote. What? Is that like a toddler went missing? I don't know. That's all they said. Suspected is like That's all the sentence says. That's all the sentences. Guys, just light him on fire. He'd probably thank you for it. So he was ejected from the hospital, but he reappeared four years later in Versailles with a severe case of tuberculosis and died shortly afterward. Of following a lengthy bout of exudative diarrhea. Tapeworm. (laughs) Tapeworm shit. So... At the eight, so, so I got t- like pica and a tapeworm. Yeah, I don't know. So his appearance and behavior. So despite this is this is some of the stuff that I wanted to share because it's so creepy. Despite his unusual diet, he was slim and of average height. At the age of seventeen, he weighed only a hundred pounds. Seventeen, a hundred pounds. Okay, he was just trim. Yeah, that's not like unheard of. Uh uh-uh. uh 
He was described as having unusually soft hair and an abnormally wide mouth, roughly four inches between his jaws when his mouth was fully extended. Oh, wow. Wait, why? Oh, wide opening. Uh huh. I really far. That's a. That's scary. <laughs> We're both measuring our mouths. <laughs> oh, that's actually really scary. When we're done, I'm going to go out there. First thing I'm going to say to Bobby, I need you to measure how wide my jaw can open. <laughs> Stat. Posted. That's really creepy. He's going to be like, please don't do this ever again. I'll be like, uh, I don't want to go get my tape. <laughs> so, <laughs> so normally wide mouth in which his teeth were heavily stained and on which the lips were almost invisible. That's weird. Teeth stained, that era, whatever. Yeah. When he had not eaten, his skin would hang so loosely that he could wrap the fold of skin from his abdomen around his waist. Well, that's a condition. When full, his abdomen would distend like a huge balloon, and the skin of his cheeks was wrinkled and hung loosely, and when stretched out, he could hold 12 eggs or apples in his mouth. Well, that, okay, that that's like an actual condition, though. I I forget the name of it, but when your skin basically is elastic. Um, And then, I'm not done. A drag queen that I love that was on RuPaul's season a few back, he had that. He doesn't have this. Weird. I promise. No. Because his body was hot to the touch and he sweated heavily. He constantly had foul body odor. He was described as stinking, quote, to such a degree that he could not be endured within the distance of 20 paces. The smell would get noticeably worse after he had eaten. His eyes and cheeks would become bloodshot. A visible vapor would rise from his body. He's eating poison. Well, maybe. A visible vapor would rise from his body and he would become lethargic, during which time he would belch noisily and his jaws would make swallowing motions. I mean, this is so hard because it's... Oh my goodness. Because it's like... He's also eating like crazy he's eating garbage uh-huh so it's like okay yeah of course you're burping of course you're bloodshot but and even like, when he ate like normal food when he was in the military what did they think he had i don't know what but do they, modern day peeps think he had chronic diarrhea which was said to be Shogger, quote no. fetid beyond all conception <laughs> Despite his large intake of food, he did not appear to vomit excessively or to gain weight. And aside from his eating habits, his contemporaries saw no apparent signs of mental illness and usual behavior in him other than apparently apathetic temper- temperament. And the cause of his behavior is not known. There, while there are other He's documented... living animals, then everything mm-hmm. they just said is incorrect. incorrect. While there are other documented cases of similar behavior from the period... Weird. None of the subjects other than Terrar were autopsied, and there have been no modern documented cases resembling him. Hyperthyroidism can induce an extreme appetite, rapid weight loss, profuse sweating, and uh, heat intolerance, and fine hair. But you throw up with that. Mm-hmm. He Someone... didn't throw up, right? Mm-mm. Someone speculates that he had a damaged amygdala, and is known to it is known that injuries to the amygdala in animals can. Uh, induced uh, polyphagia which is an abnormally strong sensation or hunger to desire or desire to eat often uh, leading to or accompanied by overeating but yeah I thought it was really interesting about his skin that is weird 
Uh-huh. Did he have... He never had kids. Uh-uh. Let me know. Um, yeah, so... Mm, about that, that toddler, about after some time, a 14-month-old child disappeared from the hospital, and he was immediately mm. suspected. Um, so they don't know. That's all they say. Oh, yeah, I mean, that could yeah. be anything. I can't... That is weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, get out of here! Wait, who is this Percy person? He's they keep mentioning somebody named Percy, but um, uh, like who lived at the same time? Oh, he was a doctor. Okay, so he was one of the doctors. So leading up to his death, um, the guy con like this hospital contacted the Dr. Percy guy to notify him that a patient of theirs wished to see him. It was Terrar now bedridden and weak. He told Dr. Percy that he had swallowed a golden fork two years earlier, which he believed was lodged inside of him and caused his current weakness. And this was in 1798. It's ho- so weird that he doesn't have like, <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to, okay. Cause there's those How people that like be- eat rocks and stuff and they survive and like all this like metal and, they're just fine but it's so weird to me that it's like you can have a condition where you cannot satiate yourself mm-hmm. fine but i don't understand the next step of i'm going to eat golden forks <laughs> because he's coke he's cognizant well maybe he knows he... he's picking up said golden fork maybe to he swallow. ate it so that he could do what he did with the uh the french military's correspondences like he was thinking he could poop it out and then like he could get away with stealing it and then sell the it fork, for food you need a spoon you well, need a spoon well, maybe all you had access saying, to though, is a fork like, why are you picking these things up like eat if you're gonna eat weird shit eat paper i know don't well, paper's not golden. worth like gold fork. But oh. you know you're not going to digest that well. <laughs> These papers, like, can break down. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, but he, he wants to sell his fork so that he can make money to buy more food. But he already had it to sell. He didn't have to eat it first. Well, maybe he needed to eat it to get away no. with some... Okay. Well, anyway, he called this Dr. <laughs> Percy to be like, can you pull this fork out of my butt? Because I think this is what's killing me. And then he died. <laughs> Um, and then this two is, years later, <laughs> I don't know. I have an urgent matter. Like a month later, a month later, mm. um, the corpse rotted quickly, and the surgeons of the hospital refused to dissect it. Um, I would be first in line. I know. Let me cut this another bad boy open. Another doctor, however, wanted to find out how he differed from the norm internally, and was also curious as to whether the gold fork was actually lodged inside. Probably because he's like, "Give me that. I need to give me that money." That shit real quick. <laughs> At the autopsy, his gullet was found to be abnormally wide, and when his jaws were opened, surgeons could see down the broad canal into the stomach. So there was, like, no, like, there probably was an epiglottis, but there was probably, like, it was just, he was all So stomach. there, so, okay, so it's just kind of a shoot. Mm-hmm. There's no closey opening mm-hmm. of it. His body, this is so disgusting, was found to be filled with pus. His liver and gallbladder oh, were abnormally large, and his stomach was enormous, covered in ulcers, and filling most of his abdominal cavity. Huh? And that fork was never found. 
Because <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> in the black market, <laughs> two days later, the that's end where it was of, found. Um, Tarar. in the wrong spot. Wow. Yeah. What a gross guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear if you had said in the beginning what age it started at. Childhood. Um, let's see. Let's see. Early life. He was born near Lyon around 1772. His date of birth is unrecorded as it is not even known if his, if this, if Tarar was even his real name or a nickname. So as a child, he had a huge. I can guarantee whatever it, he he had a nickname and it was not that (laughs) bubble gut. Wide mouth bass. (laughs) Big mouth Billy. As a child, he had a huge appetite, and by his teens, he could eat a quarter of a bullock. I don't know what that means, but... Must be large. Weighing <laughs> as much as him in a, in a single day. And by this time, his parents were like, we legit cannot afford to feed you anymore. You need to go. So they kicked to him the out. To the streets. To the streets with you. And that's when he went with his roaming band of thieves and prostitutes. Love it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did he eat all them? Guess not. No one will know. <laughs> well, there are still prostitutes and thieves to this day, so obviously not. He didn't eat all of them. Oh, some survived. <laughs> <laughs> Can you know. imagine being like one of the uh, descendants of those people that like roamed the streets with him, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there was this one guy. He, we could, Fucking we could make weird, him eat anything." <laughs> and he looked like this saggy sack of bones. <laughs> When he didn't eat. Ew, I hate him. Not on the dreamboat. Good day, sir. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> shoo, shoo. Don't, don't get within 800 paces, please. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, they did say that he smelled. So, ew. Mm. I have I a very sensitive nose. So. from now on. Mm. How many paces apart are we right now? Mm. <sighs> well... I guess we need to convert. Okay, hold on. Let me think. So we're looking on Google like Maps, and then we do, instead of drive time, we do walking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if we first come up with, mm, okay, so hold on, hold on. I can figure this out. My parents are a mile from me. Mm -hmm. Not even. We'll Mm -hmm. round up. They're a mile. It takes 15 minutes to slowly walk there. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's 25 paces to my mailbox. So I'm going to say... <laughs> 25 paces. <laughs> if I'm walking to them, 25. I'm going to say it's 1,500 paces to my parents. So, 1,500 paces is 15 minutes. Okay. How far are you? It says there's 2,000 paces in a mile. Dude! I'm not far off! I'm only 500 different. That's not bad. That's not bad. For some drunken bullshit in less than 10 (laughs) seconds, that's pretty fucking good, dude. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I just did did some Google. Oh, Price is Right standards. I didn't go over. Did I? I think I've told you, Sean was on The Price is Right. Oh, you did. God, I love Price is Right And he so won a car. <laughs> they called it the Bob Barker Mobile. It was some little piece of shit. But he won, um, like, a hammock. That's hilarious. He went with his frat That's because so cool. he was in a frat. I married a frat boy. 
He went with his <laughs> frat and or some friends. I don't know, people from college. And they and he went a college car. People. College people. That's so funny. Um yeah, and he was like, I don't know, we have a tape of it somewhere and I'm like, I wanna see college Sean be a jackass yeah, on TV. For we gotta sure. find it. We gotta find this. Um I, I wanna go on so bad. So <laughs> I cannot believe I got that close. That I'm was pretty good. Stunned. Um so we are 292 miles apart. So I just did the math. It is 584,000 paces. <laughs> 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 but soon, okay, I feel like since this episode's coming out next week. Um, so that means if my parents is a mile mm-hmm. and your teeny hair over two so that means it's like two thousand no four thousand well wait my parents so my parents we said was two thousand paces because mm-hmm. i said 15 mm-hmm. so yeah so it's like four thousand like two or something yeah 43 so uh, to clarify to everybody um sean <laughs> and i doing pieces matt <laughs> stupid <laughs> the best to clarify to everybody um so dumb because i feel like this is this is an appropriate time to share now that we've talked about paces um (laughs) sean and i found a house in sonoma county and we will be closing escrow on the 18th of march and i will be living two miles Two no, three, don't two, you dare. 2.3. 2 points. No, okay. 4,000 paces away from Erica. <laughs> and this will actually be the closest that we've ever lived to each other, even when I lived up north. True. That is true. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that means that things things are going to change. But I mean, okay, just because escrow closes then doesn't mean that we're exactly moving right then. <laughs> so we've got some <laughs> shit that we have to take care of before we move. But... It's going to be a very exciting time. But that does mean that we're going to be recording a lot of stuff ahead of time. So there might not be super current shit. So apologies ahead of time. Mm. If stuff feels like. It does mean that we'll have more shit in person. Mm -hmm. Coming up like once. Once. uh, Once. Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll do a. Maybe we'll do a Patreon video of us counting paces to each other. (laughs) (laughs) We could do paces and meet in the middle. I know exactly exactly what I pictured. (laughs) We can Instagram live us uh, pacing. (laughs) Are these like long paces or short paces? I I wondered that. I'm not gonna lie. Like three minutes ago, I was like, "Is it a gentleman's pace or a woman's pace?" Gentleman's pace. (laughs) There is no gentleman. There aren't. More of a gentleman than a gentleman. (laughs) No gentlemen's. What's the modern day tall, dark, and handsome? What do you mean? Is that like outdated? Is that like antiquated? Is that like sexist? No, I mean just like is there like a new a new uh what the kids call hip version of it? <laughs> I don't know. We won't hear about it because I'm still tall, side parting my handsome. hair and using the crying laughing emoji. What would be something that like generation hoo-ha would think is zoomy zoom zoom aren't they the zoomers yeah what is that why they're generation z <laughs> i don't know people are calling them zoomers and then i'm like i guess i don't isn't that what they're i don't know i don't know, I don't know things um yeah i don't know i guess it would be like 
I don't know. I don't think they'd say handsome. No. What What's the cool word for handsome? <laughs> Let's just say that everybody is banging. Just say that. Mm, banging. Just... Banging. Okay. <laughs> sure. We're so far off. <laughs> I know. But I'm into it. Would Fuck it be? It. I mean, I don't know. I'll just refer to my nieces. Mm, they're going to make fun of you. Don't do not do it. They're going to be like, oh, Auntie Erica, you're so Whatever. weird. <laughs> they know that already. I have tattoos. I'm cool. Mm. <laughs> they're like, tattoos are out. <laughs> you're like, no. So, uh, <laughs> gonna get one that expresses me my rage <laughs> expresses your rage is that what you said yeah. i'm so angry i need to stop being no you know what i don't need to stop being angry because girls go to is to feel sorry like yeah sorry and remorse i can without a doubt 100 percent say my go-to is rage <laughs> which is like more of a guy thing, stereotypical guy reaction. Mm-hmm. Mine which is just to be I'm awkward. Of. I'm like, uh, like I just get really awkward. Yeah. Which is my awkward which I trait get is out of. laughing when I shouldn't. Like, ha ha ha. They're like, Erica, somebody died, and you're like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, right? <laughs> oh wait, this is not a laughing time. Fuck right? them! How dare them? <laughs> Rage. <laughs> but laughing all makes sense mm-hmm. uh, well guys I'm sleepy now I've exhausted myself talking about paces and now I'm thinking about all the paces that I'm going to have to take to get to your house when I eventually live up there <sighs> so many paces so many paces yeah yeah. you're going to have to take those 4,000 paces to my new garden I'm excited mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. next time I will be discussing the V-Donk Society oh shit yeah it's been we definitely don't have to talk about it, but if you guys haven't heard of it, which I feel like you probably haven't, because I had not, oh, and mm. I love reading about weird shit. Um, it's V I D O C Q. It's kind of a interesting spelling. It's named after a guy who is considered to be the like forefather, creator, whatever you want to call it, of being more or less a kind of like a private eye mm-hmm. um, or a detective, whatever you want to say. But um, this society is crazy and it exists in uh, Philly, which is also really funny to me because I mm. love Always Sunny. But um, if you haven't heard of this society, their wiki page is really short. Um, but you can also go to their website and it's, the society is so cool. I want to be a part of it. I never will get to be. But uh, You have to be invited. Cool. <sighs> yeah, you got to know someone who's in it and then they can vouch for you, but then you have to get a second party within it to say, yeah, okay, I vouch for them vouching for you. Mm-hmm. But um, it's pretty cool that this society exists. I I imagine them like the lone gunman. Mm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> from like, X-File? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I picture, but like a bigger group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't heard of them, it's, uh, look them up. It's fun to read about uh, this group of people who more or less um, solve cold cases. Because they're all super smart. Mm-hmm. And, like, and they, a team of forensics and criminal, like, lawyers and um, anthropologists who, like, do facial reconstruction and can, like, 
go, this is what the person looked like who is a suspect, and here's what they look like 40 years from now, and criminal, like, psychologists, um, it's really cool, mm-hmm. like, and they, and they have to meet once a month, and basically, law enforcement can come to them and present a case, and what's cool is they pay for them to fly out there. Mm-hmm. They, they pay they, for they, everything. They pick their cases very, they're very discerning about their cases that they choose. They don't just take every case, or any case. No, yeah, it has to be at least two years, um, since the, like, case was opened i guess you could call it where um, are they on john benet i just oh I man questions. we gotta talk to my mom about that tomorrow okay or last week for those listening <laughs> guys you time is will know you're from the future what is time and you know what happened with my mom <laughs> yeah tomorrow. oh because that episode's gonna come out on wednesday right oh this is good Oh, I'm so excited that you guys have met Brenda now. This is the best. I love Brenda. She's a uh, <laughs> she's a character. Bitch. She um, would baffle all of the people from all of the fields. The VDoc Society would not know her. what to do with her. No, They're they like, would not. Uh, no. Do we make her president or they, ban her forever? She would make the club crumble. <laughs> that would be the day the club ends. <laughs> They give up. They can't solve that case. And they don't call it V Day. They call it B Day when she came and destroyed everything. Yeah, B. <laughs> oh boy, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, uh, we will chat Tangents aplenty. soon. And we'll yes. talk about V Doc Society, and next week I'm going to talk about England's Killer Creek. What does that mean? Not one, not. You might. One day, or you'll fall in and die. That's horrible. I'm sorry. I take that back. <laughs> Don't fall in the creek. <laughs> I'm so loud. You're going. You're going to the creek. I'm gonna fall in. I know it. We'll go visit like Harrison and Jordan. We'll be like, "What's up, guys?" Ten paces in the creek. <laughs> Where's Liana? She fell in a creek. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll turn her around. She'll be fine. <laughs> Slap her a little. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Mm -hmm, Liana. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm Erica. We're back.